Luke, book of Luke, chapter nine. Last week, hope you was here. I think most of you were. Maybe you weren't. Lord, give us a, a couple of verses, and I don't, I don't know if I explained it last week or not. Honestly, I don't remember a whole lot what I said or how I said it or when I said it. Lord takes over sometimes you forget yourself and let the Spirit do the talking. Amen. Uh, but uh, the two scriptures that I preached on last Sunday, which was in Matthew chapter 4 and out of, out of Mark chapter 10. Thank you, brother. I didn't plan on preaching. I know you're honest with you. I, I, I really didn't plan on preaching. I had, as a matter of fact, I had notes on a completely different place and a different message but the Lord would not leave me alone and I bring it up last week so so that you can see the whole picture here uh, because last week we, we preached on the heart of Christ and how desperately He loves you and me yeah. and I think about an omniscient God not being desperate for many things because He needs nothing are y'all hearing me? Amen. He, he needs nothing. But there's not a better word that I can figure out or find but that His love is desperate for you. Yeah. That His heart aches when you go a different direction. Mm -hmm. That yeah. He desires to be with you so greatly and so closely. And we preached that message last week, I'm telling you, 100% through the Spirit, because I didn't want to preach it. Amen. I couldn't figure it out. I'm just trying to tell you, the Lord did things bigger than Brian. Okay, I'm not taking credit. I can't take credit. But I've been living off of it all week long. I don't know if any of you Amen. went back Amen. and thought about His heart. And how desperate he was for you. I, I don't know if that affected any of you. Maybe it was just for me, but it affected me. And I, 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 I really started then putting some things together through this past week, understanding his heart a little bit. And I thought, well, isn't it interesting? Not a coincidence. It's interesting. That Valentine's Day is this, this coming week. A time in which we celebrate love. Yeah. Right? That, that God would send a word to us about how much He loves us. Mm -hmm. I say interesting and not a coincidence because it's not a coincidence. It's interesting because God is so powerful and so amazing Amen. of how intimate He gets with you and I and how He knows Exactly what we need when we need it. That's right. So I, I fed on that this week, thought about it many, many times, just had some quiet time with him. And I begin to think about his word and this scripture and the book that's written here, as you've heard it, the greatest love story that's ever been told. I, I actually went and started looking up scripture. You know. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. 
for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor principality nor, nor anything in the heavens or under the, all those things can separate you from the love. I actually, uh, I actually spent a little time looking up some scriptures that talked about the love of God, and, and I found they were like all over the place, like like in places that I expected them to be. And in places in the Scripture that I didn't expect to go to the book of Zephaniah and read about how God's heart was towards His people. Every page of the Psalms just about you find over and over again of His love and His protection. And I I begin uh, to see this picture of God's love for His people as if you had received a valentine. And And the Lord above sent you a sweet valentine and said... Will you be mine? Mm. Because I'm so yeah. in love with you. Mm. And so, so here's what the Lord did. He said, "Last week I let you <laughs> preach. Uh, I let you preach on two verses. This week I want you to preach on one." And He gave me one verse, one scripture. Because here, here's the next step. Last week the Lord said, "Church, I love you." Yeah. He said, "Church." I want you to know how desperate I am to take care of all your needs. Church, I'm so uh, torn inside. I give my life and my blood for you so that you might come and be where I'm at. I preached a message uh, many years ago on that this thing has just been one big love story. And if you get to the book of Revelations, what you're going to find is a wedding, a marriage at the end of the book. Uh, but if you dial it back, you can go in reverse order, right? Because before you ever get to the marriage, you got to have a time of engagement. You know what I'm talking about? There's a time when you decided to follow Jesus Christ and you said, Lord, I want to go where you're at. Well, I want to be where you're going to be at. And you said yes to His invitation. You know what I'm talking about. There was a time when you and the Lord got hooked up and you engaged. And I mean this in the best of ways. This whole book is a love story. And if you go back before that, though, before you ever get engaged, there's a time of of courting, a a time of dating. Amen. I think some of us have tried to do away with that. But there's a time that there used to be an expectation of how people would would behave and act last night. Uh, I, I took my daughter to a daddy-daughter dance. And there's some things that I told her. I just might embarrass her. But there's some things I told her on the way home that when one day some young man comes her way that he ought to do and he ought to act because I'm telling you that there's a certain way that you've been courted and taken care of and the Lord gives us that example. He's in love with you. Yeah. And He treated you a certain way. That's right. But if you've been given a valentine that says, will you be mine? You have an expectation, now hear me, that that person is going to reciprocate that invitation. Boy, isn't it bad when somebody says, will you be mine? And the other person says, no. I've got somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet, mm-hmm. often... How do we treat the Lord? Yes, that's right. Amen. Hey, listen, you ain't found nobody to love you better. That's right. Right. But yet, we seek after other things. Uh We spend our time on other things. We'll worry more about the ball game that's coming on 
then whether or not we're going to show up at the house of the Lord. Amen. And not only, listen, will we worry about the ball game. Listen to me now. We'll worry about what food we're going to have ready. We're going to worry about what type of clothes that we got on. Right. We're going to worry about whether or not we got the right best seat with the right size television and the right size stereo equipment. Are y'all hearing me? But when we go to the house of the Lord, we've not taken any time to prepare. We've not taken any time to get ready. Oh, then we might serve Him who loves us so. How does He feel when He sends us a valentine and we turn our eye the other way? We turn our attention to something else. I'm telling you right now, if you give a valentine to somebody and said, I, I want you uh, to be mine. I love you like nobody else. And they spend all their time giving attention to another. Mm. How long would you stick around? That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 How long? That's right. Good preaching. Would you stick around? I don't think very long. No. If the Lord comes back again and again, yeah. we are unworthy people. Yes. We are unworthy people. Book of Luke, chapter 9. I'm going to read just one verse. I'm not going to preach long. Mike should have finished it out. He was right there. Verse 23 says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Yes. Now I want you to hear right now. You say, Preacher, I... I don't see a love story in that. There's a response when somebody asks you, will you be mine? They have a desire for you. The question is, will you reciprocate that desire and desire them? Mm -hmm. Will you reciprocate the love that they give and give them that love? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, and, and, I, and I believe, listen now, I believe we're in a house full of Christian people. Now you may be lost and undone, in this house and if you are this love letter is for you amen if you've never accepted him as your savior now you can read that verse 23 and there's a good step by step to follow if you desire to follow after him you got to lay everything down and come after him but but church listen to me i believe there's a lot of christians in the house that would say lord i desire you yeah i believe we've been saying it the last uh, several months maybe yeah. uh, that we desire to meet with him yeah. brother mentioned an old timers day uh, it's been mentioned we start a, another service uh, uh, maybe middle of the week service I mentioned to some of the brethren uh, so young brothers uh, that that we go to a men's conference that I heard about and I'll, I'll tell you about that later and any of you that want to come I want you to come there's a desire right now going around. I, I believe that if we would just give ourselves to Him, that we could see things happen. I believe yeah. there is a desire. Uh, uh, me and Brother Gerald were just talking about how they used to have a Wednesday night service here, but it just got down to just a handful of people because they did not desire. That's right. And I tell you this, I can, I can schedule a meeting, but whether or not we have one, it's all dependent on if the church desires. Okay. That's just the truth. <clears throat> Jesus said to them all. Right? Now, don't you get that? We need to understand the word here. He said to them all. In other words, 
You're not excluded. Now some of I'm gonna preach now just for a moment. Some of you try to be. Now, now, now here's what I'm saying, that you come in the house of God and you're saying, Brother Wade, let him testify. And let him carry the Spirit. Come and on. let the singers that are going to sing the same songs that they sung, let them sing them songs and let that preacher preach. And I'll just sit here and yeah. blend them. That's right. He said to them all. Oh, amen. So, so let me just say this. When Jesus sent His love letter, He didn't send it halfway to you. And you didn't get some kind of half salvation or some kind of half Christianity. You got it all. You didn't get to just, well, I'm just going to cut. No, He gave it all to you. So let me ask you this. How can you only give Him a little and only give Him half and expect that the thing's going to work out right? You can't come in the church house and act any other way and let somebody else do it and think you're going just fine. Amen. That's right. That's called a broken relationship. Amen. If you need some advice, go around and just watch people for a little bit. This world's full of them. Yeah, right. And I tell you this: most of them, there was somebody who was probably trying hard, and one of them who was too focused. Now, hear me on themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, the secret to a successful marriage is this. This is so easy. Quit worrying about yourself. And you try to give 150% to them. That's exactly right. Amen. And if both of them are doing that, Amen. what happens? They're both taken care of. And all their needs are met. And they're not ever worried about it. But if you've got one that's given more than the other, you got a broken relationship. Mm -hmm. And eventually they're going to get tired. Mm -hmm. Hey, young married couples, let me just give you some advice. Sometimes people are just good at giving. Some, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I might preach to the young women for just a minute. Young women have a heart that knows how to give. Uh, sometimes young women are so much better at expressing how they feel. But let me tell you something, young man. If you get too dependent upon that and you quit uh, giving that love back, there may come a time when she gets tired or she can't give it any farther and she needs you to give it. And what happens is you've got a broken relationship. That's right, amen. Amen. I know I was going to preach all that. That's good anyway. That is yeah. good. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, then there's a condition here. If you have a desire to say, Lord, I will be yours. Yeah. Now I'm keeping this. This is where God just opens up His Word and says, here's the answer, folks. There's not a lot of times in this life that I can just give you answers. That I can say, you know, if you'll do step one, step two, step three. There's not a lot of things in life that are that simple. Salvation is that simple. When He knocks, you you answer and come to Him. He'll do the work for it. Salvation is that simple. But most of life is complex. It's full of many things. But here He says, if any man has a desire to follow after me, there's some things you do. So let's look at it real quickly. Let him deny himself. Deny himself. That word deny, you know what that means? It means to deny. Right? Y'all remember Peter. Peter said, Lord, I'll go with you all the way. Even I'll go as far as you're going to go. They're not going to kill you. I'm just going to sit by your side. And Jesus says to him, before that old rooster crows three times, you will deny me. Right? 
pretty plain and simple. The word doesn't mess around here. Sometimes it's a little bit hard and you got to dig in it or let the Spirit give you the meaning behind it. This is not a hard part of text for people to read. He's standing by fire and he's warming himself. And that girl says, hey, didn't I see you with Jesus? He says, no, that ain't me. One time he cusses them. Uh, he just said, I was not with you. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a lie. And it's complete what? Denial. This says, deny himself. Let me tell you what your biggest problem is. You. You. Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. hey, we live in a world today that says get all you can as fast as you can, as quick as you can. Yeah. Take care of you above all others. Now let's talk about what's right for you. Matter of fact, we'll just go ahead and let you decide what you want to be. And you call yourself whatever you are. Or you, it's a society that's focused on man. On me. That, that, that's what our world we live in today is. That, that's why we don't know between right and wrong. Because we've let everybody decide for themselves what is their own right and wrong. And we think this is, we think this is healthy. We got psychologists and, and people out there and, and, and people in the media teaching our, our young people every time they listen to something that you, you decide what's right for you. Well, let me tell you, you're your worst enemy. And I, I wish Brother Mike just went ahead and preached all this to because it was really good because he said that this old body was going back to the dust of the earth. Right. Can we tell you why? Look, hey, hey, you need to hear this because it's not savable. That's right. Amen. 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 Yeah. That's right. There's a spirit within you that the Lord's got His hand on and if you've given it back to Him, that was His to begin with, and you've given it back to Him and you've given yourself as a living sacrifice unto Him that He's going to redeem and He's going to put that into a new body uh, that's perfect and made whole. But this thing is going back to the ground. Amen. It's not savable. Man. It's tainted with sin. And you're, you're worse than me. Now, I've lost some weight. Don't I look good. I'm not good. I like to eat. I like food. But the only way that I'm losing anything is to deny myself. Can I preach to you just for just a moment? Can I just preach to you? The only way that you can follow after God and seek His will is to deny yourself. Amen. Can I tell you that the sins that get so easily beset us, that trap us, that trip us up, the way to get rid of those things is to deny yourself. Amen. He says, if you desire me, you know, there's probably some people in my children's classes that, that I probably think are not good for them to be around. And my wife worked at the school and she actually knows the kids and she'll call them out by name. And she'll say stuff like, you don't need to be hanging around with those people. You don't need to be associating with those kind of people. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mom and daddy said, I hope you've raised your children and I hope you were raised right. And somebody told you, you know what? If you hang around 
uh, people in bars and things like that, you might find yourself doing some of the things that they're doing. If they're not doing things right, uh, then you're probably going to do them. That's why we want our kids in church. That's why we want them around godly people and doing God things because we want them to do the right thing. But God says to you, hear me now, if you want to seek after Him, you know who you need to quit hanging around with? You. Mm. Mm. Now how in the world does that happen? Amen, brother. Now, listen. Listen, I can't put these things together like he does. I knew the Scripture, but I couldn't tell the sister to testify, and I couldn't tell him to preach what he needed to preach. I couldn't make any of you do anything. I didn't go around and plant seeds. But she mentioned Sister Emma Jane. And when I saw this Scripture and it says that you are to deny yourself, this is what I thought of. I thought what he wants is less of you and more of him. Amen. And I began to think about the fact that there are some people in this life who I think are getting close. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? There's some people in life that I have watched. And I'm not saying they're perfect. There ain't nobody in this life perfect but one Amen. Jesus Christ. But I know some people who I admire because they do something that this yeah. is, I hadn't been able to master. They do some things in their life that I wish that I could emulate. And I thought of Sister Emma Jane Cheney, if you had never spent time with her, it wouldn't take you but about three minutes. Three minutes of your time if you had never been around her for any length of time. And you'd say, that woman's got Jesus in her. And she's got it in a different way. Do you know why? Because she's learned how to get rid of her and put on more heel. Listen, when it says you must deny yourself, he's talking about getting rid of that old flesh and setting it aside and putting on more of him. But you ain't going to do that one time. Come on, man. You're not going to do that one time. There's no way in this world, listen, that you're going to deny yourself on a Sunday. And be able to master this thing. Amen. There's no way in this world that you're going to be able uh, to deny yourself one time at salvation when you give your heart and life to Jesus and be able to master this thing. Amen. Listen, y'all looking at a sinner right now. Mm -hmm. Y'all are looking right at a sinner. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I got, I've been saved by grace. Now, Brother Mike, I appreciate what he said. He said, I'm trying. And that's what the Lord desires. Yes. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Then he goes on and he says, and take up his cross daily. Amen. Listen, we've been on this now for some time. We, we have a work to do. Yeah. If you don't spend time with the Lord daily, you're going to lose. Amen. And you can blame it on the devil all you want, but you spend more time with you than you do the devil. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let that pass by one more time. You spend more time with you than you do the devil. Devil's not omniscient or, or all-powerful. I don't believe he's in all places at one time. He's a created being just as you and I are created beings. I believe he's got powers over principalities and and he has many at his disposal, and they'll give you a hard, hard time. But the real problem that you have is, is you wake up in a sinful, fleshly body. That's right. And you're dealing with it every day. That's right. And no matter how hard you want to get away from it, you ain't getting away from it. So it says that you might take up your cross daily. Listen, there is a daily, daily time to spend with the Lord. 
There is some dedication that it takes and a devotion to pick up your Bible when you're at break time and read it. To, to get with the Lord. And now, I ain't going to get a lot of amens right here. And I'm going to tell you why. Y'all be mad at me on the way out. That's all right. That's okay with me. I'm on my Lord. Feel good about it. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Here's why this is hard. Because the only way that you can spend time with Him daily, the only way that you can do those things is if you deny yourself. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. There's a reason why people get up at 5.30 in the morning to study the Word of God. Amen. There's a reason why those things happen. Why? Because they have a dedication and a devotion that they're going to put themselves down Amen. and give to the Lord. Amen. You say, oh, preacher, I just, I, I'm not a morning person. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. That's right, you're not. Because your flesh desires something different. That's right. So, preacher, you're preaching a hard message. You should have let Mike just finish it up. He, he was going there. And he said to them all, mm -hmm. Listen, I can't leave that part of the verse out. I can't say, Lord, that just don't work with my schedule. And it doesn't work for me to pick up my cross daily, to spend time with you daily. It just don't work out. You know how things are in my life. And you know how my life is. Uh, you probably created it this way. Let me tell you, you can't take it out of the, the Scriptures. Mm -hmm. That's right. If you desire to come after Him, Amen. His words, yeah. His words, you got to deny yourself. Right. You got to take up your cross daily, mm -hmm. and you got to follow me. Now, see what happens in all of these things is, is I got to quit focusing on me and start focusing on Him. Yeah. I got to what? I got to deny me so I can fill me up with Him. Mm -hmm. I got to deny me so that. He can take over and I start following Him. I've I got to deny me so that when I get up in the morning and I want something else, I turn it away and I seek Him. Amen. Yeah. So He asks you, will you be mine? Mm. And so many Christians say in word, yes, I will. But in actions, I will not. Mm. The scripture has so many examples, and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them, I'm not gonna go to those places, but there are so many places in the Bible where the Lord says, I would have, but you would not. Mm -hmm. I desire to, but you didn't. Amen. Amen. I spoke, but you listened not. Amen. Will you be his this Valentine's? He loves you. Amen. So easy to say words. Oh, I love him. It's so easy for us to rejoice and listen. I'm not. I'm not. 
I, I, I love to hear Brother Waylon testify and everybody else. It is so easy for us to testify about His goodness. Mm-hmm. Does He testify of ours? Amen. <laughs> there was a story told by <clears throat> Job and God said to the devil, I got one for you. You know what he was doing? He was testing. I don't know if this will ever happen for me. Well, I sure hope it does. I sure hope at the end when I say, boy, you were good and faithful with that little that I gave you. I hope that he testifies that in some little way, I hope that I please him. Amen. But he testified of Job. While Job was still in this life. While Job didn't have the Holy Spirit or the understanding of what salvation was. While Job uh, was a mortal man who didn't have all the information and knowledge that we have today. He didn't have the Word to go to and read. Job didn't have all those things. But Job... Job denied himself Job took up his cross. The Bible says in the Scriptures you'll find that he read, he prayed for him and his children and his family every day. Mm-hmm. You'll find that. It's in the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he had a desire. He had a desire. And he followed God. And God said, have you seen that one? So I, I, I ask you this morning, are you His? If you've been saved, you ought to say, yes, I am. You ought to be proud of it. Are you His? Does it show? Well, what does your relationship with Christ look like? Is it one-sided? Or one is just giving love and love and love and the other is just taking it and giving nothing in return? Church, do we desire? If we do, then let's deny ourselves. Take up our cross daily. And follow it. That's it. It's easy. One verse. I didn't give you a bunch to memorize. You don't have to go back. But you can go back. Open your Bible. Spend some time with it. And say, Lord... Is there something missing? Is there something missing that I'm not doing that I'm supposed to be doing? Yes. Is there something in the church house that if I would just step up and do, Lord, we could take that next step? I'm, listen, I'm, I'm asking. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do it. I can preach as hard. I can pray as hard. That's and right. you say those were great messages. And go out and just be the same church we've always been. That's right. Now, I'm thankful God has put us here and done what He's done, but I don't think He's through. No. I passed people, I passed their houses on the way here, and it looked to me like they weren't going anywhere for church. Right. Yeah. I've had people tell me, I've got relatives that live in that community, and they need the Lord. Would you pray for them? 
church there's a work to be done yeah. but it ain't about what we're doing it's whether or not we're following him yes because I have found that everywhere he goes his will is done yeah. I just want to ride his coattails mm -hmm. I just want to stay right behind him just stay close on his feet so he can't leave me on the trail I don't want to find myself looking up and here I'm over in some place and think, Lord, how do I get out here in this wilderness by myself? Right. Amen. Church, do we desire Him? If so, are we doing those things? Mm -hmm. Deny yourself. Take up His cross and follow Him. Amen. Come get a verse of song. You've been preached to twice a day. You've got the message probably on any sides. I don't know who it's for. All of us, really, just to be honest. Is there something in your life that the Spirit's been telling you needs to go? I'm just going to be honest right now with you. Because see, there's some things, if we looked at our marriages and we looked at our relationships, there are probably some things that we really know, if I would move this out, I'd have a better relationship. I'd have a better marriage. And you say, well, I've been married for years and years and years. Yeah, but, but I'm telling you, probably there's something. There's probably something that you could do a little bit better. <laughs> I, I could tell you this. Uh, that there are things that I know for a fact my wife is way better at than I am. And there are things I'd like to improve. I'd like to be better, not for my sake, but for hers. Is there anything in your walk with Christ that maybe either needs to go or something that needs to come in? Let me just ask you, church, would you ask God that question? Would you ask him? What's, seriously, what, we're going to sing a song and, and that's going to be a time there. Would, would you just take a moment, close your eyes and ask the Lord that, Lord, is there something in my life that doesn't need to be there? And if there is, would you show me and help me that I might take it out? Lord, is there anything in my life that I'm not doing? Lord, I don't want to be a hindrance to my church, to my family, and I certainly don't want to be a hindrance to the lost people of this, this community. Is there something in my life that I should be doing and I just don't know it? Would you show me? Would you, would you ask Him that? I, I, church, I'm, I'm, I'm honest. I, I want to... To just open up before God and just be transparent. Mm -hmm. And then one more thing. And if you already know it's there, I ask him to, I ask you to pray for him to show you. But if you already know it's there, would you just come get rid of it? Or would you come and ask him to help you put it on? Brother Whalen's been he's been begging for time and time to get and what his desire is is that the church is on fire for God. Are we on fire for him? 
I don't think we're far off. I think our wood's dry. It would just take a spark. And we'd be on fire. That's right. Why well, say that? Because he's come by here so many times. Yes. Those cups and jars that Mason was teaching about this morning, he's filled up time and time yes. again. Yes. Church, you felt that you felt that cool breeze of his spirit sweep by your way. Mm -hmm. If he missed you, I'm sorry because he's been jumping all over me up here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Can I tell you, I feel like we're close. And a spark has set us on fire. Mm -hmm. yeah. But maybe yours is the wood that's a little bit damp. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just maybe it's just life. Listen, I, I'm not here condemning you because I feel like you've done some great sin or great wrong. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying we're just close. And it might be just one's holding back something yeah. that's keeping us from going that next step. Mm -hmm. And see God sweep through this county. I'm not just talking about, listen, you, you don't, don't put the limit on what God can do. You say we're a little church, little people. Most of this New Testament was written by one man. Right. You know what got a hold of him? God did. Right. You know what he did? He denied himself. Right. He went total the other direction. You think that you've had bad in your life. He was crucified and killing Christians left and right, Paul was. Right. And then God said, go the other way. And he had to completely deny himself. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He began to take up that cross. Is that you this morning? The Spirit sent this for you this morning. Mm -hmm. Stand with us all over the house. Is that